Welcome to Drive Time, the UCLA Anderson Fully Employed MBA podcast. This is Dylan Stafford, your host, and I have a very special guest with me this week. Vanessa Toy is a graduate of UCLA Anderson from the full-time MBA program in the class of 2000. She's the president of her own company, and she's a member of the Alumni Board of Directors. And uh, she's an entrepreneur, she's a marketer, and she's a, a person who believes in giving back. So uh, welcome, Vanessa. Thank you, Dylan. I'm excited to be here today and kind of spontaneous Friday afternoon and getting to chat and share a little bit more with your audience here. It is a spontaneous Friday afternoon, and typically you would be in the Bay Area because that's where you live. What has you here on campus on this particular Friday afternoon? So I am in Los Angeles, and you're right, I live in the Bay Area, but I'm here in Los Angeles because uh, we have an annual um, Anderson Alumni Board of Directors meeting tomorrow on Saturday. Um, I sit on the executive committee of the UCLA Anderson Network Alumni Board, and the board comprises of quite a few folks who um, are super passionate about Anderson. It's an all-volunteer organization. And it includes our chapter presidents um, who are in different regions around the country, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Seattle, um, quite a few locations, as well as all of our class presidents, which you can imagine Anderson's got a very rich community dating for many years, even before me, even before I probably was born. <laughs> um, and we have our class presidents from all of the programs. Um, so we have the full-time MBA representatives, the FEMBAs the GEMBAs, the EMBA program, and the MFE. So it's a very rich community, and we're coming together tomorrow to talk about our vision for the next year, what the wonderful things everyone's doing, and how just to bring our um, Anderson Network community together in a stronger way moving forward. Well, I love it. And you're a longstanding contributor. You've been giving your time in this way for what would you the fifth sixth year you've been serving? Yeah, so this is going on the sixth year. Um, I've been our class president of two thousand full time MBA program, and I sit on as a chair of our class presence for about close to four years now. You've organized a reunion, I think. In... Organized a couple of reunions. Couple it's of reunions. Always I... fun to bring everyone together. You know, I think we're always. As much as we're always part of Anderson, our closest ties are with our classmates because we lived and breathed with them so closely for quite a few years. Um, so it's always really fun to get together with everybody. And every year there's a different group of classes that do it. So I always encourage people to come. If you haven't gone to one, you have to make sure you come next time. <laughs> right at about 40,000 people. We're getting up to about 40,000 members around the globe. Tell people a little bit of the facts and figures of the Anderson Alumni Network. Yeah, so our Anderson Alumni community is obviously members of alums across the country, all over the U.S. and just about every state, but also more more than 100 countries worldwide. So that's pretty amazing that we've got representation all over the world. We're clearly a global community. Um, the network itself includes, you know, I would say nearly 40,000. The numbers are always changing, and every year we have more alums joining us. They're leading and transforming organizations all over the world, um, expanding their success individually, but also within their professions and personal growth. But, you know, the thing that drives us and brings us all together is we have these common cultural threads and philosophies as alums. And that's one of the exciting things being on our board and working with the alumni network where all together we always share success with each other. And that's a combination of giving our time and what we call our treasures back to the school and the communities. Many of our alums really are into driving change within their communities and within their professions. 
And many times we're thinking very fearlessly in terms of being very entrepreneurial. And that does not mean you have to be an entrepreneur starting your own business. It could be thinking fearlessly and really driving change within an organization that you're part of or even a nonprofit. And the last part that we often will talk about is supporting each other as alums and supporting students. And we talk about Hire Anderson. And that's really you know, really about we've got really bright, smart, and great people coming out of our school. And it's about supporting what Anderson gave to us, but also bringing in the community into our workforce and what we're doing to make the world a better place business-wise and community-wise. I think the Southern California, the California, the West Coast economy, everybody would love to live in this part of America. It's just so pleasant here. There's so much creativity there's so much dynamism and it's a foot in the door who do you know kind of world and i love the the connections that you guys foster that that it is a lifetime relationship available with with ucla anderson you know my degree dean olian always says it at commencement you're not graduating today i'm sorry to disappoint you you are commencing you're commencing forth you're commencing forth into a lifetime of participation a lifetime of learning that you know, graduate school really launches our life. It's not the end of our growth and development, it's really mm-hmm. the outset of that. And when, when we talked in our, our preparation for our interview, one of the things that is important to you is, is kind of the, the way of thinking, you, is how you phrased mm-hmm. it, the way of thinking that here you are 15 years since you graduated, but you're still impacted. There's a lot to you, you know, there's more than just grad school, but Cultivate Creations is the name of, of your firm and, and you do advanced marketing support for your clients. So how does how does Anderson help you be the professional that you are? So I should give a little history on myself yeah, just for yeah. context. So when I graduated from Anderson in 2000, I graduated in a time where the economy was really challenging. It was a tough it was a tough market and um I started out doing consulting work at a small organization when the technology sector was really kind of booming but also crashing. And I was there for about a year, and then I spent another 12 years in the packaged good industry doing brand management in a wine capacity at a winery in the Bay Area. Oh, wow. Kind of the prototypical MBA marketing. Prototypical CPG marketing type of thing. And then about three years ago, I left that world because I wanted something more. And I wanted to listen to my inner voice and really live a true and authentic life. And that's maybe a whole nother podcast for us. But um, I left that world to start Cultivate Creations because I wanted to help small to medium-sized companies really drive more breakthrough growth in the natural and organic products industry. So that's really my personal focus. But that came from wanting to really do what I love and um, being very true about it. And when I think about what Anderson my training at Anderson really did for me, it was a way of thinking. It gave me clearly the functional technical skills. My background before Anderson, by the way, I worked in the advertising industry. Okay. I have an undergraduate degree from a, a different university in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and um, UCLA did not have a business undergraduate degree at the time. Still, it only we, had we economics. Still do, not. still do not. So it was all for rational reasons. But... Um, I didn't have a lot of the hardcore technical skills in terms of the financial um, accounting, you know, a lot of the more technical skills. While I took it, I really didn't remember it all or use it in my everyday. 
And it was that hardcore um, technical knowledge, but also the entrepreneurial spirit of the people here and that creative way of thinking and teamwork um, that really meant a huge difference to me when I went to school here. And when I came out, I used a lot of those skills in my CPG world, but it wasn't really until I started my own business that I had a more truly holistic view on how I started um, working with clients I have on big picture thinking. And the reason for that is when I worked in brand management, um, while we were, well, I was leading a lot of brands and running them from a general management capacity, it was still very focused in marketing. And now I really look at my business in working with clients on marketing, finance, operations. I was actually just talking the other day about Herbie. I don't know if you remember Herbie. From the goal? From the goal. Oh, yes. Yeah, don't be the Herbie. Don't be the Herbie, right? <laughs> and, and these are the little things that I sometimes still remember, right? And this is from op your, your operations, operations, class. operations class. Don't be the bottleneck. Yes. And I still, to this day, and this is 15 years you know, after talk about Bill Cockrum's class and financial modeling, and to this day, I still use those tools. And I, I and did. Bill, Bill Cockrum, for those listening, is one of our <laughs> uh, famous entrepreneurial faculty. Uh, donates his entire salary. I think he gets paid a dollar yes. a year. Um, has been paid at that rate for I don't know, fifteen, twenty years, and yeah. teaches one of the the heaviest reading course load classes you could take here. But everybody loves it. It was the well-roundedness. Like I was not a finance specialty here at Anderson. I was marketing and strategy. I, I mm. knew I wanted to continue with that. I was not an accounting focus. I was not an operations focus. But to this day, I still took all of those skills with me. Um, the problem solving is a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. um, it allows me to troubleshoot very holistic issues when I'm dealing with marketing, you know, what are we trying to achieve in terms of drive a compelling brand idea? Mm -hmm. um, how do we make a, a product something that people want and desire? And I, as I told you before, I only work on things I believe in, so I don't say that about any product, but um, it is a way of thinking. I think the other thing Anderson did for me, and I quickly realized this coming out of school, and I've really embraced it more, even more so today, are the people. Mm -hmm. It's the people in my class because clearly we spent so much time together and we've kept those relationships alive. And I think those will always be with us, but we have to take the time and cultivate it. Um, well, there's my name, Cultivate Creations. It's about cultivating relationships, but also the extended network. I happen to be a member of the Bay Area and we have the Bay Area network and there's local chapter functions. We have a listserv. I'm constantly sending out questions for help, um, contributing also if people inquire. And I think it's, we get out of it what we put into it. And that's really why I'm such a supporter um, of our network. And I really encourage other people to participate and be present. Um, it's not always what we need today. And I don't do things because I expect something. It's I do it because I want to. And somewhere unexpectedly when I need help with something someone else shows up and that's the beauty I think in it um it's about what goes around comes around it's good karma which ironically is one of the brands that I had developed I forgot to mention um developed a brand for a client called karma and he happens actually to be an Anderson alum classmate who came to me um asking for help one time and some of my clients many of my clients are Anderson alums just out of coincidence 
So I'm just a big supporter of what we represent. And also, if Anderson means something to us, which I know it does for everybody, it's why we put it in our LinkedIn profile. It's why we put it on our resume. And it's about the reputation that the school has today that matters. While it may have been great before, right, when we went to school, it's just as important or even more important on what it represents today. And so that's the other reason I'm really involved in the school. And Vanessa and I met along the way the last couple of years, and she's been aware of some of the initiatives we've run within FEMBA that have helped us, you know, really have FEMBA be a thriving program, our, our Super Saturday admissions and our Fembassador Corps, even FEMBA Palooza, some of these initiatives. And so we've kind of struck up conversations at the uh, at the annual alumni board meet of directors meetings. And I love the fact that you're you're so committed to building bridges and you're very agnostic. You know, everybody's an alum. That's the great thing here. Once you're an alum, everyone's a member of the UCLA Anderson Alumni Network and you don't know where that next contact will come from. And if a person was a global executive MBA or an executive MBA or a full-time MBA or a fully employed MBA, it's all good. We were all taught by the same pool of faculty. We all earned the same diploma. And here we are, you know, building our careers and making things go forward. What One of the things that's of interest to me, so your, your current role within the Alumni Board of Directors is that you are the chair of the President's Council. Mm -hmm. So, um, excuse me, the chair of the Class President's Council. Mm -hmm. Tell people a little bit about what, the, what that role is to you and, and some of the initiatives that you're working on. Well, thanks for asking. So I, I feel really strongly that um, everyone, we are all part of Anderson. I just came up with a campaign that we're talking about called We Are Anderson and sharing an Anderson story. And class presidents are, are leaders within the class that, you know, their primary role is to serve as the voice of a class. They just happen, they are the individuals who serve as the voice of their class within our alumni board, but they also bring back all of the wonderful happenings of the school as a voice of the school for the class. So they're really communication conduits, if you will. Um, we have a number of class presidents who sit on the board, but we also have some vacancies. So I always encourage people if they want to participate, please raise your hand. We always, you know, have a home and a place for individuals and you to be part and engaged. Um, we have an amazing group of alums. They're amazing people that do amazing things, incredible things, both big and small. And our class presidents um, help bring those stories to life. They really do. Um, we're launching a campaign called Sharon Anderson's Story within the next couple of weeks. And it's all about um, making recommendations on classmates who have done interesting things both personally and professionally and our class presidents will help bring that to life for us um, to drive more community within each class and also some classes collaborate together which is really exciting um, when I was a student I was the class of 2000 but I also knew the class of 99 and 2001 that's three times Mm -hmm. the 200 and something students we had in the full-time program, which automatically expands who I know and who we know. So um, I always encourage our class presence. And even if you're not a present, it's okay. You want to get together with folks, ignite something, just start something, um, get involved. Um, it doesn't have to be hard. It's literally throwing a note on a Facebook page in your class page or in your email list, which is, hey, I'm traveling. I'd love to get together with other people. And 
people want to connect they just sometimes get busy we all get busy no, we do. and we don't have a chance to start it all it takes is one and all it takes is a few people to get together and then it gets larger and larger after that i am what they call the traveling happy hour Ah, very good. Um, although I don't drink a lot, um, <laughs> but I still call it that I'm the traveling happy hour because when I travel on business or personal things, I usually go into the Anderson online directory and I look at who lives um, in that area I'm going to in my class and I shoot out a little email and whoever wants to get together gets together. The last one I did um, was in Japan. Oh, really? I what was, was traveling like? in Asia and... Um, like I have a bunch of classmates out there and we don't chat all the time, but they, some of them worked in the same building and don't even see each other. And we're so thankful that I just reached out and, and it gave people a reason to get together and, and they had a great time, but it was a reason to reconnect. And it, the point is it doesn't have to be grand gestures all the time. It doesn't always have to be something huge. It's that little step of reaching out and connecting with somebody on a personal level is what counts yeah it, it is that balance we want to we want to make a big splash we want to make big impacts in life and there's something really tremendously valuable about hey i'm in culver city who are the other people in my network in culver city mm -hmm. and maybe it's five or eight people but all of a sudden you know i've got some professional friends outside of my own little world mm -hmm. people to have lunch with people to yeah grab a drink after work and I always say, do the things that sometimes are out of our comfort zone. Do mm. sometimes do the things that make us feel a little bit uncomfortable because those are the things that give us the most um, unexpected serendipity and surprise that turns into something wonderful. And sometimes we also do things and we don't know what they really mean at the time, but they have some meaning later. Like when you and I first connected more seriously to, to talk about things, didn't really know like what it really meant, but it's about the spirit of connecting and sharing our respective stories. And then it can turn into something great. Um, and that's just how I've lived my life on a personal level. But I do believe that having Anderson as part of my life has had something to do with it. If you were to ask me to pinpoint exactly, I don't know if I could say exactly because it's part of my entire life, um, because it's part of my history. But um Many of my business contacts actually serendipity and coincidence happen to be Anderson, but is it really? I don't think it's really by chance, actually. It's because I put myself out there and I allowed it to come to me, and when it came, it did. Yeah, you do opt in to a lifetime network when you choose to get an MBA at a top tier university. I love uh, one of Dean Olean's appointments that I think is a structural, really brilliant thing to do is that she is now, for the first time, and, and I've been here 14 years, so in my tenure, there, this had never been the case. She appointed a year ago Senior Associate Dean Margaret Shee to be the, the academic mm -hmm. accountable staff, uh, excuse me, faculty member for both the fully employed and the full-time MBA programs at the same time. So Margaret has the opportunity to just look for tremendous synergies. And you know, so from the current student experience, we all are in this together to continue into the alumni experience of we're all in this network. And you know, when, when one person wins, we all win. It, it, there's a sharing of access and, and opportunity and, and we would ultimately say success that comes from these, these relationships getting built. 
I'd also say that the students, I remember when I was a full-time MBA student here, you know, having a wonderful experience with other students, but having that craven desire to have alums um, be exposed to me as a student to learn from them because I was coming back to an environment where I wanted to learn more about areas in business that maybe I hadn't been exposed to. And while the classroom experience is so great, the alums were the ones that I so craved having access to. And I was always so grateful to those who gave back their time to come to events, to share their stories, to share their experience, either in the classroom or at social or networking events. And that's the other reason why I am so supportive of being an active alum, because I remember how much I appreciated that as a student. And I always encourage others to give back their time in that way. And it, it might not be that you can go to every event that comes to your region or come to every function on campus, but even if it's one or two a year, that makes a huge impact for students as well. And so I've just never forgotten that. And I've been so grateful to those that did it before me. And this is my way of doing it for students. And I actually mentor students periodically as well. Mm. Um, some of the organizations like the American Marketing, excuse me, the Anderson Marketing Association and some of the others um, will have programs where they'll either reach out to alums or we as alums can reach back out to the alumni office, the Office of Alumni Relations and share our interest or through your class president. And there are ways to get involved. Um, mm -hmm. I don't. I, I presume everyone's familiar with the website, but um, our website at anderson.ucla.edu has a wealth of information on it. There's a section for alumni there. And if folks haven't been there to visit, I would highly encourage at least just poking around to see the breadth and depth of information available, the great things alums are doing are being shared there, and the student stories. It's something I actually get really proud of when I see students doing great things. Um, and the school has evolved in such an amazing way since even I went there. It makes me proud to be part of the school on what it's turned into today, mm -hmm. you know? So it's really fun to see what's happening online, and I always encourage people to check things out that way. And to our to our listeners who are either prospective students or current students, I, I've I've heard so many both current and alumni students when they when they talk in open houses and recruiting events about what doors are opened by their experience here as as MBA students. Again and again, I hear people say, you know, take advantage of this time as a student to you have this you have this golden ticket as a current student to reach out to alum to reach out to people in, in the business community as a student and and to you know could I get 30 minutes on your calendar I'm curious about your industry I'd like to learn more I'm a student and these doors get opened you know the the proactive proactivity pays around Anderson cuz there are so many interesting people doing so many different things in parallel mm -hmm. but if you if you are listening to your heart if you're if you're curious if you're open and then if you're proactive, you can tap into so many connections. I think that's true as a student. To your point, there's like a golden ticket opportunity. But I would also say as an alum, we have an amazing resource right in our hands. And I, I will say 15 years out as an alum, I still use our directory, our online directory. And I reach out to alums that I don't have a personal connection with to seek advisement. Literally, what was it, two days ago, I sent an email out to our Los Angeles email list in San Francisco because I needed help with something. And I kid you not, in 30 minutes, and this was in the middle of the night, 
<laughs> maybe the best time to email. <laughs> well, maybe, but I got responses right away. Oh, how wonderful. Which was, you know, I can help you or let me refer to you a company or some individuals who can help you. I've never met some of these folks, but their just willingness to share um, to help me was amazing. And that's also the reason I do the same thing. But even as an alum, that golden ticket to your point, it, to some degree is still available, but it's in the spirit of being helpful, mm -hmm. right? And it's in the spirit of sharing and giving. And when I get, um, I always encourage alums and I do the same thing. When I get an inquiry from a student or another alum, all of our lives are busy. I might not have the opportunity to fully respond or address the whole question, but I always at least acknowledge that I received the note. I want people to know that as alums, we're here for each other and at least respond and say, I got the message. I'll get back to you in 24 hours or whatever. And it just helps kind of support the fact that we're here for each other. So I'm really big on that too. I love to interview people who are, who are leaders, who are servant leaders, who give their time. Uh, I love people who are doing interesting things. So you check all those boxes. I also love to interview happy people. And one of the things I enjoy <laughs> about getting to know you is you're, you're just a happy person and you have a very conscious way of living. You've, you've created your business from that conscious commitment that you have to living. Anything you'd, you'd like to say, anything about your, your, your five things or your short and long-term goals that you share with me? I think it's, I appreciate you mentioning that, Dylan, because I've been very purposeful um, and I wasn't always like this in full transparency. I was, you know, traditionally going after the career, which mm -hmm. is, I'm not saying is not important, but that's what I was trained to do. Um, I felt like I needed to climb the corporate ladder and that, and, and that, 12 years of success. Yeah. And, CPG. and, you know, that's great. And I don't regret a thing, but there was a point that I really felt like I wanted to listen to my inner voice. And I asked myself this really important question, which many of us ask ourselves, but we don't always fully internalize, which is, if I didn't need money to live, how would I spend my time? And I know when I share that quote with people, people are like, oh, yeah, I say that all the time. But the reality is, is we don't really internalize our answer. And for me, it was wanting to turn my, my mission in life to helping people eat healthier foods to live a more well life and I made the decision to transform my entire life not just my career into that due to a personal story with some family members who weren't well and it's about listening to the inner voice and letting that be your compass on how to live your life and I think I shared with you because all of my work is related to what I would do personally I'm not sure I still sit in front of you and say I'm not sure if I'm working all the time or not working at all. Because now I feel like I'm living a very fulfilled life um, because it is very purposeful and everyone can have it. When I was in the corporate world, I would see people who would leave and be like, oh my gosh, that is so amazing that you're starting your own business now and leaving or it's so amazing that you're off doing your thing. I wish I could wanna be one of those people. And the reality is we can all be those people. It's being thoughtful and brave and giving ourselves permission to not worry about what could happen. And that is the hardest thing is giving up the fear of the unknown. And I think once we give ourselves permission that it's okay, that we don't know what's going to happen and it's okay to pause, all of a sudden the world arrives in front of us and anything can happen.
And I think that's to me why you probably sense that I'm a happy person and I'm optimistic because it's about living a genuine and authentic life. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about think fearlessly and, and you know, yeah, we're all going to have our fear. You know, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's having the fear and taking action anyway, that adage. Um, you know, there's a confidence that comes with investing in, in oneself for, for a graduate degree. And, and I love your example because that confidence is still alive and well 15 years after, after you've walked across the stage. Well, the very last thing... You, what's this? You have you seem to have a little brace on your left hand. Are, are you okay? What happened? <laughs> oh, nobody can see it right now, but I um, I'm really big into fitness. Yes, what type of fitness? So I think I shared with you my priorities in life. The top three are um, as simplistic as they are. It's about sleeping well every night, eating really clean and healthy, and exercise. And I have a brace on my left wrist because I was doing a left hook on the boxing bag. And I hit it just the wrong way, um, so that's what happened. So now I can't punch with my left hand. Good thing you're sitting on my right side, <laughs> or you're, or actually you're sitting on my right, and my oh, right oh, that still was good. So, I better, I better end this on a but, positive um, note. Now I'm just punching with my right arm, and I have a pretty mean um, roundhouse on my right leg. People, why I love these podcasts. People are full of surprises, and I was already uh, looking forward to. <laughs> Getting to interview you, and then I learned something totally new. And thats I think that's the gold that, that there is to mine around a place like Anderson. That People are just, people have so many levels, and they have so much interesting, and, and when we take the time to just ask and listen. It's about taking the time to get to know people and reaching out and make it personal. Yeah. I think that's really what life's about, and that's actually what much of business is about. And I always just encourage people to be yourself, but if you reach out and make it personal things will happen. Well, today's interview has been with Vanessa Toy, graduate of the class of 2000, president of Cultivate Creations, member of the Alumni Board of Directors, the Executive Committee, and currently serving as chair of the Class President's Council. And we've titled this podcast, Giving Back and Building Bridges. And on behalf of the school, thank you for all your, you. your time and service. And uh, thanks for building bridges between the full-time and the FEMBA programs, and, and all of our degree programs. And I uh, hope you have just a fantastic Board of Directors meeting tomorrow. Thank you. Nice to be here, and thank you for your time. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll have another fantastic guest next week, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to Vanessa.